Welcome back to the Ending TBR podcast. This is your host, Nicole. Let's get right into today's episode. I'm back here today with Alyssa. Thank you for joining me, Alyssa. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you. I know we're going to be talking about the pressures that come with being in the bookish community um, and the pressure you feel to read lots of things or read specific things or read a certain way. And we're going to talk about how um, reading should just be fun and how we can relax and, and how we can tackle those reading woes, so to speak. So yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. I'm excited too. I think this is a great topic to get into kind of in the early-ish part of the year because everybody's putting their TBR list, how many they're starting their challenges. And I think it's a good thing to get a, a right mindset of what's, what's attainable, what's feasible and what's enjoyable. Yeah. I feel like at this time of year, I mean, we're recording in January. Um, it's definitely something that either people are feeling guilty for not hitting all their reading goals from last year or they're feeling under pressure to join challenges and, and have reading goals or specific reading goals for this year. And I just want to be super clear, like reading goals are not a bad thing at all. Challenges are not a bad thing. We are not here to bash them. We are here to provide um, peace about them. And, and basically the gist of it's going to be, you know, if that's what makes you happy, that is awesome. But also don't feel the pressure to do it just because everyone else is doing it. Reading is supposed to be fun. However, you can make reading fun for you without yeah. stress is the best yeah. way to go about it. And so that's our conversation about yeah. that. And I do like the Goodreads reading challenge because it kind of like, it's like, okay, if I want, and you can alter it too. I love that. I'm like, you know what? If I would like to read this many books a year, and then it'll say, it's like, hey, you're on track or no, you're falling behind based on what how your year and how your schedule turns out you can alter that nothing is set in stone with that which I like that kind of approach so yeah 2022 I did I set a goal for 55 books I did not read 55 books I think I read something like 43 or something but you know what I did in 2022 I traveled internationally um I bought a house I renovated a house um, I progressed in my career. Um, I took on additional piano students. Um, my small business kind of took off in a new direction. So it's okay that I didn't read 55 books and I'm going to be okay with that, even though I'm like, oh man, I didn't hit my goal, you know, and there are some people that like read 25 books and that's awesome. And there are some people that read 250 books and that is also awesome. Yeah. And it's just like, whatever is, you have to remember that reading is, it's an, it's something that should be pleasurable. It shouldn't be like a chore to just check off your list. You know, it's like, speaking of checking off lists, let's talk about the pressure to, or to not DNF, which I mean, do not finish. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, you know me well enough to know I do not read things I do not want to read. I do yeah. not read things I do not like, and I do not read things that I am not enjoying. Yeah. Life's too short. I am too busy. If I don't like a book, 
I'm not going to push myself to finish it. Now I may push myself a little further to see if I really, if, if I can get over a hump. Like if yeah. I think the story is going to take off, I will push myself into it. I'm not a, if I'm not hooked in two chapters, I'm done kind of person. But if yeah. I'm halfway through it and I am struggling, or if I have not been pulled into a story, or if it is a topic that maybe I don't think I need to be reading about, or is stressful to me, or is not bringing me happiness to read it, um, to the point where I'm like upset from it. I'm going to put it aside. I might not finish it. And honestly, like when I'm gifted an arc, most of the time I only accept arcs, you know, advanced reader copies from authors I know I'm going to love. And if for some reason I signed up for one and I'm not so sure I'm going to love, I am not afraid to DNF that if it is a, a, a net galley copy, if it's an ebook galley copy, I'm going to be honest with the publisher just because I've been given a copy to review for purposes of yeah. review. I'm not going to kill myself to read something. I'm going to give it a fair shot, but I don't feel the need to one, give it a positive review or two, finish something I don't want to read. And I feel like that was like, I remember being on Goodreads and seeing people post their reviews before the book was released. So I just thought it was like just this magical fairy over the rainbow land where you could get advanced reader copy back before I got like really into it. And then I was like, and then you go into the thing where you request everything everything oh you can get word. your hands on and you are just like swamped with I can get all these books for free and I mean I it's hard because it's like if you're if you're trying to be frugally minded you're like this is awesome this is the best thing ever but then also comes the pressure of well now they've given it to you this is a commitment if it's not panning out that does sometimes I do feel guilty if I can't get it to it in on a in a timely manner, or, you know, I'm, I'm really not enjoying it. And I feel bad because it's like, I'm not the target audience, or it's just not hitting the spot at the time. So and I think that that guilt, you know, like, if it is a commitment, and I'm not saying that if you get a free ebook copy, you should just not finish it and not make a commitment. I'm talking about like the one in a million ones where like, you gave it a shot because the yeah. publisher asked you or the, you know, and it is a galley copy and you're just like not feeling it. And so you yeah. don't, maybe you don't, you put it aside for now and you come back to it later or something. But I do, I do want to make it clear that um, advanced reader copies, you know, launch team copies, you do have a commitment to do it within a certain time frame, And that yeah. is important. It's important to support the author and the publisher who are giving you that. But what you said about getting on NetGalley and just re- requesting all these books. And then you're like, oh, free books. And then you figure out, oh, I don't really like this. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a great way to, to choose one or two to try a new one. Yeah. But if you are not big on trying new books like me, if you're not big on trying new things without knowing kind of, is it going to be a happy ending? Are they yeah. going to get together? Like then maybe limit yourself on like how many free books you sign up for and do learn from my mistakes. Right. Yeah. I, um, I definitely, um, I definitely agree. And I feel like it's all, it's all a part of, um, 
finding out how you need to pace yourself, especially like in the community. And, you know, it's like, it sounds, it sounds like paradise, but you do, you know, there, there are things. And then sometimes it, what's sometimes hard also is when you get request a book and it's like three months ago, you get it and you're in a totally different mood. <laughs> and it's always, yes. That always kills me being a mood reader. Cause it's like, I'm like, oh my goodness. I requested that when I was in a completely different frame of mind. <laughs> Which yes. is terrible. I, that is yeah. terrible. And that's being a mood reader does make it hard just to read anything, honestly, because you may have a list of books that you think you should get to. Uh, and that's something else we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But you also feel like you just you want to read what you want to read when you want to read it and I'm a big proponent I'm a big supporter of of that read what you want when you want because life is too short and one thing also when you're in like Instagram and stuff like that sometimes some of the indie authors don't go through NetGalley and everything like that and they'll like reach out to you and stuff like that and you can connect with them sometimes they offer it to you like privately um I was doing that and getting reviews and some some of them have turned out like really great and I have really loved them and loved the relationships and the series that we've gotten into um but I have found out sometimes like if I'm not in a good spot to um um, save it I add it to my goodreads list or request it on kindle unlimited so that way if it's like when I can get to it at least if it's through kindle unlimited the author can get a little bit of kickback even if I eventually don't end up like finishing the book at least to me it's something towards especially indie authors yeah that's great Yeah, I found a lot of stuff and, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is ARCs and NetGalley copies, but we also want to speak to just readers who are just have tons of books and they, I, and again, if this is the way your, your thought process is, and you want to knock out every book on your shelf and that motivates you and makes you happy, that is awesome. If you are like me and that terrifies and stresses you out to no end that's okay don't feel like you have to read every book on your shelf and make yourself do it don't feel like you have to set a tbr of a to be read pile of a hundred books and you have to get all through through all of those um because you know what when you read throughout the year you're gonna find new authors you're gonna find Mm -hmm. new genres you're gonna find new series and you're gonna just love them and you you don't if you're like me, and again, this is my opinion. Yeah. Asterisk. This is my opinion. You don't want the guilt associated with just reading what you want to read. And so don't right. overcommit yourself, but also don't put limits or commitments on your own self if it's going to stress you out. So yeah. what are some like goals that you set for yourself? And what are some goals that are out there? Well, A goal that I usually, I like to read around, I always kind of set for like around-ish 10 books a month, and that can include audio books and stuff like that. So that, that's kind of my, like, around-ish average. You do per month. That's good. 
I like that. I really like that, um, you know, some months are higher, some months are really low. Um, I almost find if I try and cram too many, this like stories all blend together and I don't always savor it. So I kind of like that amount. And so that's kind of like my Goodreads goal um, that I always set for myself. I've done the whole thing like, oh, I want to read all my physical copies because I mean, I feel like the physical copies, they sit there and you, they stare you in the face, you know, they're, they're yeah. physically there. It's not like your Kindle library that it's just there and it's like, and then you remember it and you can pull it up, no problem. Um, but there are, there are certain, that's why I love also the Goodreads to, um, want to read list because I can go through if I'm in a mood and I'm like what was on here and I like scroll through it and yeah. um but it's like I like to keep it kind of light I don't like to have um I don't like to have a ton of arcs that are like coming due I, I do want to I do try to keep the arcs in a timely manner because mm -hmm. that feel fear of not living up to my commitments does give me stress and then that's not fun because then I'll want to read maybe if I'm in the mood for something else that pressure of like but I really should be reading this out there <clears throat> then that's not as fun you know yeah I set a goal of how many books I'd like to hit during the year and yeah. that keeps me motivated without keeping me stressed um, I will say that the arcs I do commit to, I am always so excited for, like, cannot wait to get my hands on that book. And yeah. so, and I need to assess like all the arcs I sign up for, because it can be a lot of pressure sometimes, but I enjoy the ones I sign up for. Authors, if I have been on your launch team in the past year or am on your launch team this year, I love your work. Because that's yes. a big commitment for me. So just know that. Um, also know that. I also, I've also gone the other way. I'm like, I am so obsessed with this author's work. Unless it's I'm like really, really into like, again, all depends on the mood. I don't think I'm a mood arc signer upper. Because I'm also thinking, well, I know I will love this author's work so much. Am I going to want to be on a launch team and have to put that little disclaimer that I received a free uh, a, co a complimentary copy or do I just go ahead and buy the book read it and get that stuff I don't know maybe it's like I do maybe, maybe that's my own like a badge of honor I loved it so much I didn't even sign up for the I mean that's a thing that people do and I have done yeah. both um yeah yeah Anyway, I feel like I'm running on tangents, but goals that are out there that maybe I haven't signed up for, but that some people do and love, but then I also see people stress out about are yeah. monthly challenges where people feel like they have to read like a book that starts with the first letter of your last name for January yeah. and then a book that takes place in your state for, I mean, and those can be really great if you want to diversify your reading. If you are like Nicole and I, for the most part, know what we want to read think, and we read it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did one of those. It was, they're like scavenger hunt 
challenges. I did one of those one year, like, I think it was like 2018, 2017 or 2018. And that was fun. I think I did discover some new authors. So that's kind of a good way if you want to push yourself a little bit out because it kind of, you pushes yourself out. Yeah. And it pushes your, probably puts you more into the books, bookish community. That's what we're saying is like, both like if these are your things they're great to do but don't feel the pressure to do them just because everyone else is definitely what do you feel about downsizing books and bookshelves uh well you know that my house that (laughs) I am currently working on I bought a house big enough to have a separate library room in it most people (laughs) would call it a den I am building a library so, you are um, committed. I have the I think seven or eight IKEA bookshelves and counting, and eventually want to build bookshelves into an entire wall of my library. So, to me, I'm not a big downsizer, but there are times I will downsize. I'm I purge yeah. before I move, and my conditions personally for downsizing are: I've had it yeah. for years, and I really don't ever see myself reading it ever yeah um now if I have read it I will keep it if I really loved it if I read it when I was a kid I have like two shelves of just nostalgia books that I read in middle school and elementary school and high school that I just I don't know if I'll ever read them but I like seeing them on my shelf and going oh yes I remember that book they're just like the little trophies on the wall that you can go back and remember all those good memories I totally have saved books for my kids like yeah, from my childhood because that I'm was where the love. Yeah, I'm 28 years old and I just bought the entire Royal Diary series because I love them in middle school. Like there, <laughs> there are books that I love to have just for the sake of having. But if have, you are somebody who does not have enough room for all that, <laughs> then downsize what you maybe haven't read and really have no interest in anymore. That's my thing. What about you? I have a few different things that I kind of go through cycling. Part of me is ones that are really hard for me to decide if I'm going to not not keep them anymore is I've received it as a signed copy or a gift and I've read it, but I don't know if I'm going to reread it. And I don't know if it's enough to do shelf space because my shelf space is kind of limited in my living conditions and so that's kind of hard for me there's some that it's like I was given to a gift and I mean man those things are going wherever with me because they're sent I'm a real sentimental person so downsizing in any way is hard um yeah but I also feel like there there comes a time also as you grow, as you read, if you think of like reading new books every month and stuff like that, sometimes I've really wanted to um, have hard, physical copies of the books that I have really enjoyed that year that I want to keep or reread Ooh. or go back through. And it's like, you know what? These were my favorites this year. I would like physical copies of those. I bet um, you use Christmas money for that. That's a good idea. I love that idea. And it's kind of like, it's kind of neat too, that you like get them like later on and then you can, you can have them. So some it's kind of like, am I growing out of this 
genre, this um, author's work, this story, do I really want to spend the time rereading it? You know, it, it's funny how you can kind of lose some of that sentimentality. Though, you, though it's always going to be a part of you because you've absorbed that story and it's been good, how much do you keep? You know, that's, that's kind of the question. Yeah. One thing that I've done is I've put them in like a separate drawer for like a few months. And then I'll go back to it in a little bit and I'll kind of think, do I still want to keep this? You know, get it out of sight, see how you are with that. But the real problem with me is like some of my books I loved, I was super obsessed with in my early 20s, but now I'm like, I'm never going to reread this. I mean, my brother and I read like all three of the Oliver North novels, which is like reading a military history report. <laughs> Sounds like Not you. a military history, like a military report. Like he uses a lot of military jargon. We got through that. And I'm like, man, we had way more patience when we were in our early 20s. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There's no way I'd read. I There's no way I'd read that now I just have I don't have that patience for it I want to be absorbed into the story in a whole different way now and, and that I, think, I accept so and I think that's okay to get rid of books that you probably will never reread yeah um, you know I, we just talked about I don't read stuff I don't like so yeah. or so I mean as I've matured my my tastes have changed as I've found more authors in the Christian fiction genre, in the clean romance genre, in the historical yeah. fiction genre, my tastes have changed. And, and I've discarded some old stuff that I didn't want to read. I also used to work at a library in high school and college. And the library sale books, um, I got first pick of those Ooh. for cheap, which was dangerous. Very dangerous. <laughs> It and is. some of those books I never touched. And so I finally got rid of, I think, the last of them before I moved this year because I was like, you know what? I've had this for eight, eight years now, at least. I'm probably never going to read this. And yeah. so, and I have other stuff I want to prioritize my time for. So I'm going to let it go. It's not like you can never get access to that book again. But True. if you're certain, like you might want to, if you're limited on space, prioritize books that you love or buy more bookshelves like me. I mean, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm working on building a different shelf. I am. I'm like going to try and go like really high up to the ceiling and get like, because I can get some space up there because it's like, I'm short. I don't need a lot of headroom. <laughs> so we'll see how it works out. Um, I love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that, and I do love also the idea of like, if you're giving books away that are like physical copies, those free little libraries, I kind of love because I feel like it's a better opportunity. I wonder how much when you donate to the libraries, they have those used bookstores and stuff. But I wonder how much it gets lost in the shuffle. I feel like those free little libraries are really personal because you can give books out back to your community. Which... So um, this is a huge tip I'm going to give people 
um, most of you probably already know this, but I worked at a public library, two different libraries, four or five years combined. Um, if you donate books to a library and hope to see them on the library shelf, 95 to 99% of the time, those library books are not gonna end up on the shelf. Mm. Those books are gonna end up in the book sale. Um, and the reason is there's a huge push for public libraries to weed out um, books out of the selection and yeah. keep limited copies and mostly new and then some older stuff they might keep one copy in a library system typically yeah. if there it's a if it's a big city system in the main central branch um so just know that if you want if you have books and i see posts about these sweet ladies who want to donate their favorite series from the 90s to the library books to their yeah. library if you can find somebody who would love them and treasure them, do that. Do a little free library. Or yeah. if you want, if you are okay with them going to a library book sale to help the library raise money for more materials and programs for your community, do that. Just yeah. know that your library donations are probably not going to end up on the library shelves in most cases. I think in some cases, I actually get more books from um, those little, like, in my libraries here, they have like the little bookstore inside of the library yeah, that we go in there. I scour those things almost more than the regular library because of yes. all the treasures that I have found in those. Oh, yes. they're the best. Because we don't have where I live, we don't have a ton of those like gorgeous that you see on Instagram used bookstores which I grew up going into there and the smell, everything, you know? And so that's, I feel like a little bit of a taste, but so, yeah. Real little side trail again. Um, <laughs> so when I went to the UK in May, I bought so many books that I had an extra bag that was so heavy that um, the because of certain restrictions I had been stuck in the UK for an additional 10 days, okay? Yeah. And so the guy took pity on me. My suitcase was 65 pounds full of books. <laughs> and he was like, you know what? It's fine. You've been here long enough. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> it was the greatest is, moment. <laughs> that is awesome. I know. But the little bookstores. Oh, the little bookstores book and finding bookstores when you travel. That's always so fun. Yeah. I, when I traveled to the East Coast, this last um, year, I had like really, really controlled myself, but also we were seeing so many different sites. We really didn't have, I didn't see any bookstores that I could pop into. And, but we went to one library at Lexington Green, which was really, really cool. <gasps> and, and we went into this little library and in the used section, they had a copy of the New Testament in Hebrew. They had a page in Hebrew oh and a page word. in English, but it's in reverse. So Matthew is far to the the right of the book, and then it reads in reverse, like how Hebrew. Oh, is. that's cool. So I got that was like the one book that I got last in traveling, and I'm like, and I got it at Lexington Green. So that was like <laughs> the whole story of that. So yeah, so. that thing is coming with me, even if I don't read Hebrew. <laughs> You won't, you won't be, uh, you won't be, uh, 
weeding that one out of your no, personal no, collection. No, 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 that's a keeper. And that's where it comes in sentimental. It's kind of like, you know what, this yes. has special meaning. But yeah, um, yeah. And, and even coming back to, like, I feel like in some cases, when you're in the bookish community too, there can be pressure to, well, at least maybe it's pressure that I put on myself. Sometimes you see everybody loving a book. And you're like, what's wrong with me? I am not into that book. Or if you're a person who doesn't enjoy classics, but you have like groups of people that think only the classics are good, you know, really trust, you know, your, your, in your reading preferences and your reading preferences could change with experience yes. with, you know, I feel like that was one thing that I didn't realize how much my reading taste could change and how I, much I could branch out. You taught me this recently and I won't name names, but there was an author that I loved and loved their early stuff years and years ago. And their most recent stuff, I was, I was kind of like, I don't know if I love this anymore. And yeah. you were like, you know what? That's okay. Like your tastes change. And I feel like, especially at this time in my life, my tastes are changing and that's okay. Like mm -hmm. it's important to accept, you know, as long as what you're reading is wholesome or at least, you know, what you need to be reading, then yeah. read what you want. Yeah. And I think, um, well, and especially I see it that I, and I'll sometimes come across a book that I'm reading for review. It happened a couple of years ago and I'm like, man, I would have loved this when I was in my early twenties or late teens. Like this would have been the bomb, but now I'm not into it. It's like, I'm not the target audience for this. And my, what I want to read right now, it's changed. So yeah. yeah. And that's good. Cause I think it's like, you know what? There's, there's people out there that are at that reading level reading stage that would love this book and it's for them. So yeah, I think that that's great. Exactly. And I loved something that Emma St. Clair just posted on her Instagram that I really, really liked. There's another thing about DNFing, circling back around. Oh, yeah, that was a long, goes, long track. No, circle, long but we're back. <laughs> DN she says sometimes it's DNF or is it a PNF? It's wait, yeah, PFN. Pause, Pause, Pause for, for now. And I really like that because I have. DNF books at one time, returned them to the library, gotten, and then I have come back, picked them up, and they're on my keeper shelf now. So, yeah, it can I mean, change. I had that happen this year. There was a book set in Scotland, and I had just gotten back from Scotland. And you know what? I was like, okay, I'm ready to try something else. And I came back to it in a couple months, and I was like, give me all the Scotlands. Like, I was so ready to finish it. And it's yeah. okay. I paused and I came back to it. And of course I loved it. So, you know, that's all right. Pause for now. I like that. I, I really like that. Cause, and you're right about how you can usually get something, you know, if it changes down the road, yeah. chances are unless the library gets rid of it. That makes me nervous. Cause you know what that has happened to me where I'm like, I read this book 10 years ago. I'm going to go check it out again. And then they don't have it. That's actually what made me start building my library collection. Cause I'm like, but what if I can't get them back? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that's why I'm keeping my favorites now. Favorites or ones that I think 
will have like importance down the road, something that I can learn from or pass on, share, you know, That's I don't know. You, good. Have to, you have to tailor your library to what you want, not what you think is supposed to be in social media or the community. It's yeah. your library. I agree. Okay. Well, now that we solved all those problems. <laughs> yes. Aren't we just full of wisdom? You know what? And you could totally disagree if you're listening and you're like, they are totally off. That is okay. Yeah. This is yeah. our opinion. <laughs> and this is what we're going to do with our libraries. And I think that that's also the beauty of the community is how different, like if everybody was the same and everybody only liked all the same things, it would be boring. It would. It would be so boring. And you would never yeah. find new stuff. No, it would all be the same. And it would just be like, that's actually, that's actually like really depressing to think if it, if everybody was the same. So. Yeah. All right. Well, on that deep note. <laughs> we will be back with more words of wisdom next time. <laughs> Sounds great, Nicole. <laughs> okay thank you for chatting thank you thank you so much for listening may your tbr be unending and may you be okay with that until next time thank you <laughs>